still zooming. Welcome to another The Pandemic is Still a Thing episode of Booking Pop Culture, not just from where I like to call the Mike 9 studio, but from everyone's homes as well. I'm your referee, Rick Vivian, and tonight's bookers are God Loves, Bronson Kills, Nobody Puts Dickie in the Corner. I'm here, virtually. You are, yes. I'm in your living room with my dulcet tones. <laughs> Thank you for unmuting properly. By way of the Lat Cave, the Jacked and Tan Businessman, the Latidactyl, the Tan Lantern, the Genetic Jackpot, the Baron of Beefcake, the Goliath of Girth, and the Mastodon of Mass? Mr. Latter-day Night himself, Joe Coleman. The Monarch of Mass, but it's all right. I'm also the Monarch of Morlock Street, where I live now. Now oh, that I put that's right. a dress out there for everybody, I don't care. Anyone wants to fight, I'm right here. Morlock Street, come at me. What up? Do we need to change you from uh, the Lat Cave to the... Uh... Uh, oh no no no! This is legitimately the lat cave. Are, oh, we gonna, are we going to make the video recording available to the people? No, because my my office is a mess, and I. Yeah. All right, that's fair. I look like shit right now. Anyway, it's <laughs> those are things we have to prep for, and oh, yeah, I shaved yeah. my armpits for this Daddy, shit. We're not going on video. Oh, yes. I'm drinking wine out of a boot. You people are. That is, <laughs> oh, that is wine. I thought so. Oh. boot. Hailing from the law offices of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, our resident pop culture guru and this podcast attorney, first letter of his first name, Jay. If anybody else said they were drinking wine out of a boot, I'd look at them cross. But with Joe, I just go, yep. Yeah. This is to be drink it out of the bottle at that point. The whole goddamn <laughs> bottle's in there. I bought a huge ass bottle and <laughs> admire. And at, at one point I picked it up, I put it in the cart, I went back, I put it, I put it back, and then I was like, wait, I'm recording later. I gotta have it. It, it's fine. And then put it back, and here we are. It's in a boot. I'll make one more, and uh, that'll be that. Oh, it's been through quite the journey. Absolutely. I was going to crack a bottle of wine, too. I got a splitting headache, and I just need some happy sauce, but I got my Diet Pepsi. Yeah, I went with the uh, the, the Bell's Hop Slam today. What are you slurping on, Rich? Uh, grapefruit Bubbly. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, grapefruit. I don't buy that one that much because Rachel's just... Not she just doesn't care about grapefruit, so I'm like, all right, fine, I'll get something you know we both will like or whatever. But okay, guys, we haven't gotten together much over this pandemic, but Disney Plus is hitting another home run so far with WandaVision, and we needed to get together mid season and talk about this thing. But before we get into Wanda's wacky world, we have a little bit of housekeeping to run through. We've changed a few things up. Basically, Wonder Woman '84 was such a turd that it mm. caused us to brainstorm basically about the need to just totally roast a shitty topic real quick. And this turned into a discussion of having another specific podcast just for this. Joe, this is your baby. What are we calling this thing? The negative zone. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So with that, we're kind of changing things up under the umbrella of Mike nine studio, changing the logos and whatnot. And we're going to put wonder woman 84 on blast for a hot 30, 45 minutes in the negative zone. So that's coming down the pipe. If you're one of the four or five people that do subscribe to us, it changed from Booking Pop Culture to Mike Nine Studio. That's why, because we're going to start doing these negative zone episodes intermixed with our randomly dropped Booking Pop Culture episodes. So with that, let's get into WandaVision. We just watched, what, episode five? Yeah, but before we get into that, we, we need to just kind of run through how we got to episode five. 
They dropped two episodes on us at first, basically the the 50s episode and the 60s episode. So each episode seems to be changing decades. We kind of went from a 50s to a 60s. Then we went to 60s color, 70s, and now this fifth one seems to be 80s. I mean, it's it like, seems like mid eighties. Yeah. yeah. It seems like early full house family ties. Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. It almost sound, it almost looked like step by step to me, but I think eighties is way more accurate. Yeah. Say family ties is because they, uh, they started with the, the stencil drawing exactly. and then they painted it. Yeah. Vision's outfit for sure yeah. was yeah. very. So they, they dropped two episodes on us to get us invested. Cause that fifties one was just kind of like, well, this is weird, but it wasn't, I don't think until that sixties one where we started getting, weird things happening to wanda here's what i do to ask you guys there are things in there that i'm probably not seeing easter eggs i'm trying to pick up on them but they're probably popping out at you guys the first one was that helicopter that was in the hedge and we kind of find out about that later the talk on the radio we kind of find out about that later but as we get into these first couple episodes is there anything i'm missing there because at first i thought these characters were people that were you know tertiary characters in the movies we find out about that a little later too they seem to be spoon feeding it to you with the ads like the strucker and stark so those are the main ones if there's little stuff i'm not super picking up on it the newest one largo i had to look up and that's a city in africa and it seems like it looked like it had something to do with crossbones and it was in an x-men storyline also that's where at the beginning of civil war starts where you know they're fighting crossbones and whatever and then wanda accidentally causes that explosion that like almost levels that building knocks Mm. out a few floors that's what like starts the superhuman registration act in the mcu as opposed to like the regular marvel comics where it was nitro blowing up a playground full of like 600 kids that was where wanda blew up a bunch of people and was basically classified as a weapon and sparked the whole superhero registration Act and the Sokovia Accords, whatever they call it in the MCU. So it, so it was kind of like one of those things. And that's why the ad was so like, there was a woman who spilled a red liquid, like blood, yeah. so that imagery, and she's wiping it up. It's like cleaning up the mess you didn't mean to make. Lagos, whatever. So that, that's what that was all about. Can I just say that those paper towels didn't work great? No, None of them. They were the shit. She needed brawny. Yes. Yeah. They, they were no good. Whatever. They were terrible. Um, and now it makes me wonder, going back with the watch and Strucker, I'm like, okay, is there a meeting there I didn't get? So I wonder if whatever the commercial is for, there's all their little hidden meanings going on. Yeah, I, I didn't read too much into them, but I, of course, noticed the, the Hydra symbolism and things like that. But it's really interesting. I mean... The first two episodes didn't grab me. I felt like the sitcom thing was played way too much. I was like, all right, I'm already over this gimmick. Yeah, when, as the stories now evolved with last week's episode, I was like, okay, now I'm invested. I'm all in. I think it's really cool that she's deciding to make this <laughs> entire reality like a sitcom because that's the way she'd like it. And other people can see outside of it that she's staging it like it's a sitcom. I think that's really cool. At first, I was a little bit annoyed. I thought it was played out, but it's, it just goes to show you, you got to stay in and when it's all said and done, stand back and watch the story they told from start to finish. That's a subtle thing that uh, I, I noticed in this last episode is that is she doing it, though? I mean, she she when she came out of the bubble and she was talking about it, it's not like she was talking about like I'm doing it. And she was talking with vision about 
how the Indian guy was saying that he's in pain and what are you doing? It's not like she went, yeah, I'm doing that. It was like, what are you talking about? It started with, and then Vision said, I don't think you started this, but I think you're keeping it. And then at right at the end, she said, I don't even know how we got here. Right. And she was sitting on the sofa. Yeah. So I think he mentioned like maybe this is, you know, literally just something that was in your head. My assumption, you know, so she she wanted to go. They show that video where, where she goes to his corpse, which is basically dismantled. Did she just, uh, I don't know, have this thought of how wonderful it could be and then just said, fuck it, I'm taking over this town. That's her That's her whole bit in the comics. Like uh, I was going to say, what's for a comic historian, what was the uh, the background to this? It, it came out of nowhere. Like, especially me, I didn't read the Scarlet Witch and Vision miniseries that came out in the 80s. It was before my time, really. I, I remember reading Avengers Disassembled in like 2004, 2005 when it came out. And like it came out of nowhere, like they were telling the story that the Avengers are being destroyed. It's over. They're all done. And I'm like, I'm reading it. okay. And then third issue comes out that it's the Scarlet Witch who's behind everything because something snapped where she was like at a pool with the wasp. And she mentioned her kids and the and wasp said, but uh, Wanda, you don't have any kids. And then she starts to flip out and realize that the children she had with the vision were a figment of her imagination or a spell she'd cast or some other sort of convoluted nonsense but uh eventually that's the gist and then she goes nuts and all this stuff happens the vision gets ripped in half by she hulk hawkeye dies all this other nonsense happens with the avengers tony stark appears very drunk in front of the entire world and then the avengers break up and then they form the new avengers because the editor wanted all the a-listers on one team so he was like all right we have captain america iron man wolverine spider-man they're all avengers now that was the catalyst to that and then from there we just got scarlet Witch has kind of been branded as a lunatic so that's what we're seeing (laughs) yeah so i think that sword started that town keeping her in that town to contain her and then she somehow took it over. Because remember, they were kind of talking to each other in that one scene and that like two episodes ago where Vision saw the neighbors talking outside and they're kind of like all in on it, it seemed like. He was like uh, sawing the brick, right? Yeah, he was sawing yeah. through the brick and they wanted to tell Vision that, well, we're here. But, but then it seems like we've gotten into, and that's where I thought initially that, yeah, maybe these were sword agents that were keeping watch on her or something. But mm-hmm. with Rambo basically falling into it and then getting, you know, ejected, they don't, she didn't recognize any of them. Although when they got the video feed, they were throwing up people's faces real quick. Not that, I mean, they're a government agency, they can find anybody by, a, you know, facial recognition. She definitely or they definitely start talking about how it seems like she's in everybody's head as if she's, you know, the the director of all this and, and giving them cues. Um, yeah. And then we with, saw that at the beginning of the episode, too. Like, right. I forget off the top of my head right now what her neighbor's name is, but she like the squirrely says one. something and there's that. What was that? The squirrely one. I don't know her name either. Yeah. Yeah. But there was that awkward moment. Where she's like, do you want me to do that again? Like as if it were, you know, it should have been a cut or whatever. And she's talking to the director and Vision was like, what the hell was that about? Like, I thought that was really cool. And it was, and it happened so early in the episode too, that you're like, all right, we're on our uh, way to a wild ride here. So that was, 
I like that a lot. I, I do like that this answers because when Vision, they took the Mind Stone out of him in um, Endgame, there's the question of, is does it, is he exist outside of that? Oh, right. So I think this is kind of answering the question of, I think this is where we're getting at that, like, he's sentient without the stone still. Whether she reanimated him or he still was, I, th- I think that's, like, the point of the whole series. Really, And he's awesome. Paul Bettany is the fucking shit in yeah. this. Like, everybody, everybody's really good, but Paul Bettany is the fucking great. But he says <laughs> that he doesn't remember anything outside of Westview. Yeah, he doesn't remember his life before. Right. So it'll be interesting. That to see where that, where that goes. And they're finally like before they kind of water down her powers, especially in Ultron, it's like, oh, she's just telepathic. Now we're getting into the like, no, she remakes reality, which is exactly what that they, character should that's be. That's what her powers are supposed to be. They kind of get it wrong when they say she's telekinetic, she's telepathic. No, her exactly what you said. Her powers are that she alters probability and reality. Like that's the whole thing using some sort of hex magic as they, as they call it and referred to it as in the series here. But like, it's not, uh, it's definitely not telekinesis or telepet or she's not so a telepath, like Jean Grey, you know, and that's how they try to portray her. And I think it's evolving too, because they said this is nothing of like anything she's done. And I found it interesting that they mentioned her parents so I feel like this is a nudge to start kind of shoehorning Magneto in because why would they even bring her parents up? They didn't bring them up before. I felt like there was a little nod of they might retcon who her parents are later on. And well, also going back on that, did you catch that hint of the wink at the crowd during uh, the point where she walks through the barrier and everybody points the guns at her and then she turns all the guns on the one director guy. It's very similar to the very first X-Men movie where Magneto walks out after they've captured Rogue and there's all the police pointing their guns at him. He says, you homo sapiens and your guns. And then he points the guns at him. And of course, Charles makes Sabretooth grab his throat and there's that whole bit. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's almost shot for shot. Yeah, almost, almost. It's a little bit of different context, but almost the exact same thing. Very fucking cool. And uh, I caught up on that immediately because I'm just such a goof. And how weird is it that that movie is about to be old enough to drink? Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I can't believe that. What? <laughs> what? I remember seeing it and it wasn't fantastic. But it was like, this is as good as we're going to get. Yeah. You know, like you kind of are like settled. You're like, all right. I was so happy. I was like, I, w- I saw this movie. It was the first movie I'd seen in the theaters three times. I was like, I have to see this <laughs> as many times as possible because I've waited my whole life for it. It's finally here. And uh, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Just yeah. And I mean, of course, like something sucked, but Wolverine was awesome. So that's all I cared about. <laughs> yep. Was that 2000 or 2001? 2000. It was in 2000. Well, in, prior to 2000, what were the what were superhero movies that were worth it? Uh, Spider-Man, I think, was right before that, right? No, it was right after. The, uh, oh. the thing that kicked it all off like was Blade, consequently enough, which was weird. Yeah. And I, which doesn't get enough credit. So you know, and I, I swear, the, the intro to the first Blade is like my favorite intro to a Marvel movie. It's so oh, sweet. Is that, so that, sweet. Is that when they're in uh, oh, City, City Club with the blood? 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it had Jimmy the cab driver from MTV was the vampire right. yes. in that scene. I feel like I may have seen it at some point and forgotten about it, but like there's a deleted scene at the end where Blade is supposed to go up with the one girl who survives and they look out and then there's a figure looking at him in the distance after the sun has risen and he's staring at him, but he's shrouded. He's got like a wrap on his face, but it's supposed to be Morbius. They're going to make Morbius the main villain in Blade 2. It, but it was scrapped and they cut that scene from the movie, but it's out there that like, that was the actual finish of the first movie. Hmm. They're going to do Morbius versus blade for blade two. And then they just decided to go in a different direction, unfortunately, but that was, that woman was a terrible actress. She was <laughs> awful in that movie. Oh yeah. But you got Chris Christopherson all grizzled and shit as his, uh, his mentor his whistler. He was yeah, exactly. fucking sweet. Dude. I love that soundtrack still all that techno. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was sweet, dude. Yeah, that whole movie was awesome. Yeah, so Stephen Dorff, all five foot two of them, pissed off as hell. <laughs> you had Blade, but then uh, even going back and, and rewatching the Tim Burton uh, Batman movies at that point, they were still kind of campy, weird. Yes, mm-hmm. they were very, very stylized, and that's one thing that you have to give to Marvel is that uh, specifically when it hits episode four. It now looks and feels like a Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. Yeah. And especially when the the tone changes in the episode, they change like the camera style. Yes. Yeah. I I noticed that today. And that's the exact same thing. That's what's so cool about it. Because at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about this because they're really going all in with this um, sitcom angle. And then, you know, then I noticed that they were changing it to the cinematic, like, camera shots and all that. And I was like, okay, now it feels like MCU. And it's cool because, like I said a little bit earlier, like, everybody is all in and all the people on the outside know that she's putting on this weird sitcom for some reason. So it's really cool that they've told it this way and produced it in such a way. Like, it's so authentic. It's so different. Nothing like this has really ever been done. So it's just... It's up there for me. Like, I mean, I might say, like, I love Daredevil so much, as y'all know, but like, this is this is really, really good, especially with that climax of this episode. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. I didn't pick up on this, but watching that episode with my lady friend, and when they when she chucks Rambo out, and they focus on Rambo's face, you know, and that's the first time we see you know the real world. Yeah, the the screen goes from four by three and, and expands out to sixteen by nine. The aspect ratio changes. Yeah saturation on the uh the actual visual changes because that's something that marvel does so well and dc does so poorly the way the colors blend and look not only on a big screen but i could feel it and and i we haven't gone to a ton of movies lately obviously but i could feel it on my tv just that this felt like holy shit we've we've now gone from at that point it was a it was a 60s sitcom to now we're in 2021 and this is a what a marvel movie looks like i didn't know how important like the color correction was till somebody took the i think i talked about this before but somebody took the man of steel trailer and they color corrected it and they took out all the desaturation and put in bright colors and put the john williams theme over it and it's beautiful (laughs) it's like changes the entire movie yeah. So yeah, that's a huge, a huge thing. And it's little things that Marvel just gets right. It sounds weird because it's it's very much uh, Marvel has branded themselves, but at the same time, it's now to the point where it's comforting. 
where I see right. those warm tones and I I see that aspect ratio and I see the way they shoot it and it just goes yeah this is this is a Marvel feature I'm I'm going to see what this is all about I do like uh, Monica's way better than Brie Larson can we just have her be Captain Marvel I have a oh, question God, about yeah. that so in this last episode they bring up Captain Marvel they bring up that Wanda had a shot at Thanos. And why didn't Captain Marvel? How do they know that though. Like, I mean, well, these got, people weren't there. There was yeah, no well, they media. Got play by play, yeah. They saw them. Right. So the the snap happened, and all around the world, everybody was continuing their lives, and there was chaos. They had no idea that Thanos had just arrived. No one knew who Thanos uh, really drones, was. whatever. Yeah, somehow they 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 witnessed this because they yeah they somehow knew that no Scarlet Witch whooped his ass. Uh, Okay, first of all, bitch, um, he actually got his ass beat by Captain America with Mjolnir, Thor, and Iron Man at the same time for a while. He'd had heavy heavy damage before Scarlet Witch came showed up to try and pick the bones, and she didn't even hurt him, not even a little bit. It was was some bullshit. He took her man. We were playing Call of Duty. He would have got a fifty percent him off guard hit him with a small package he kicked out at two and a half she got blown away and then captain marvel shows up and somehow this this sword agent says oh yeah captain marvel beat him up too um i don't know where he got this drone camera but thanos grabbed that uh infinity stone and decked that bitch into oblivion so he whooped her ass i don't stop it stop trying to say that these chicks beat thanos didn't happen you're pissing me off god damn (laughs) really rubbing in my face i love that the fan service you're giving me with a lot of things and the fact that you're trying to make me very happy i appreciate that marvel but stop trying to ram it down my throat that scarlet witch and captain marvel are the strongest people in the marvel universe because i will grab my marvel universe series 2 1991 cards show you their power ratings on the back and show you how weak they actually are stop it those, those I, are gospel. I wish we did have video going of this because you just cut the promo at the camera. I'm just living about no. it. All right, stop those. And and it is forced. Okay, like those lines of dialogue didn't need to be in this episode, but here they were. Just like what the hell? But the follow up though is Rambo saying to them, "We don't need to talk about her." Yeah, she was, like, pissed about Captain Marvel. Yeah, is that... Because she becomes the new Captain Marvel, correct? Uh, In the comics, yeah, but I think it's because she took off when she was a little girl and her mother died after that. Uh, So I think she feels like she abandoned them. Oh, okay. So it's... Because remember, that was in the 90s and she was a kid and Captain Marvel didn't come back until she was gone in the snap. So that's my guess, is she... And the only reason we know is because there was that brief shot of her mom's photo. They said she died while she was in the hospital. Well, while she was blipped, actually. So that's probably what that is. And I feel like that's also kind of building towards her taking over as Captain Marvel. I fucking hope. By the way, I I loved the scene in episode four where they showed her coming back when everyone was blipping in. Saw that a bit in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. More of a comedic way, though, in that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I thought that this was more of a, it showed the chaos of what that would be like. Yeah, Yeah. what would happen if suddenly half the world's population came back five years later without warning to most people. And uh, a big deal with that, too, is that was the first time we've seen the movies reflected in the shows. And that was the first scene, the first episode where the first scene was 
the regular world. And it, and it put WandaVision on the timeline for us as well. We knew exactly where, yep. where this took place. Yeah, um, exactly. That's when it felt like a big deal. Like, oh, shit, this is connected to the movies. This is what happened. Uh, and it was right on time, too. They they Because sitcom stick was just starting to wear thin, and I think it was supposed to. And then they made the switch. Yeah, that intro to that episode was just incredible. It was so well done. So cool. I mean, it still begs the question, though. A lot of people might have materialized in midair because they were in an airplane. I thought about that, too. Somebody <laughs> stuck in a wall. Um, somebody. Other shit. <laughs> there's there's right. a lot of things where that goes wrong. Somebody's in a um, swimming pool somewhere. Inside of somebody else. But whatever. It's fiction. So this last episode, Joe, you got to be in, like, X-Men heaven with everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I saw, you know, uh, a post this morning on Facebook, and, you know, my buddy said, no spoilers, no nothing, but I know he's an X-Men fan. But he's like, the implications of this. I I knew that clearly that the speculation that I'd seen online had come to fruition. It seemed like one of those things that was just way too good to be true. It's like, could they really tie the multiverse with the – Fox Quicksilver into the MCU like that seems like way too far-fetched that's probably bullshit and just speculation but there it was man it happened so So that was the biggest surprise ever for uh, any X-Men fan and and we'll see where it goes unfortunately like it raises a lot of questions that we have to wait a whole nother uh, seven days to find out (laughs) because it's like okay so this is the actor that played Quicksilver in the Fox movies, but what if he's just a different Quicksilver from another reality? It doesn't mean that he's the exact same one from Days to Future Past. He could be from a different reality. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, but I don't see why they'd go through all that trouble just to place him in there. Like it No, know, I don't think they'd do that. Well, and I thought I thought we were gonna get Quicksilver. I thought it was gonna be Aaron Taylor Johnson. The, for the sure. Marvel one. Yeah, yeah, which I liked him a lot. I thought he was cool. I was bummed when they killed him. But this is like... When he showed up, and and I think we all, you know, just with the way Rambo had mentioned her brother before, and then the the kids, we'll get into the kids. I got questions there. But the kids mentioned, you know, mom, you had a son or a brother. When he showed up, I'm like, I I knew something was up. And I, me being me, I couldn't exactly figure it out, you know, and, and I, because I recognized him as Quicksilver, but I'm picturing him with the goggles running in the Fox movies. And so I had to look this all up. I'm like, this is, and, and that's when <laughs> I think we we're talking another chat real quick. Like, okay, so, so she's opened up the multiverse. This is yeah. that now was that moment when they tried to hit her with, with a drone missile, or is that when she walked back into, you know what they're calling the hex but here's the weird thing. Like, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, no. but like she said, like in the scene, she's like, I didn't do that. I swear. Yeah. Vision's like, I don't believe you. And she's like, no, I promise you, I didn't do that. So someone else is doing this, supposedly. Either way, that's clearly X-Men Quicksilver. And I actually saw a tweet that said, like, they were watching it in closed caption. And the closed caption said, Quicksilver from the X-Men film series shows up. Oh, like as the closed caption huh. and then audience applauds. So I don't know, man. Pretty wild. I didn't think we were going to get that ever. I didn't think any Fox properties were going to carry over 
let alone yeah, on the they, TV, let they alone would on not the have done that if they'd known, you know, they, they knew exactly what they were doing. They now they can exactly pick and choose. They, they want to make people fucking happy, man. And that's that's cool. That's what I'm here for. So uh, that means we uh, I, I think that confirms we're going to see Daredevil done correctly in the MCU. They have to. They can't get they they have to. It's too perfect. Yeah. We've been rewatching uh, Daredevil. It's so fucking good. I did that over the summer. I rewatched seasons 1 through 3. Yeah, we're we're wrapping up 3. I forgot that Dude. the uh that the defenders happened between 2 and 3 and when he comes flushing down the down the pipe at the start of 3, I'm like, okay, I That's it? all you need to know. Yeah. Is I that just, you it don't, really wasn't good, man. Defenders? Defenders was dog shit. Yeah. I tried to rewatch that too because it was part of that story arc and I just couldn't. It was fucking I really horrible. wanted it to be better than it was. I just don't know why it was so bad. The only thing was. that yeah, we're you know outside of what we're talking about here, but the only thing good about Defenders for me was that it made Iron Fist and Jessica Jones watchable to me. Yeah, uh, that and the scene with Luke Cage and Iron Fist fighting to uh, was it run the jewels yeah. in the fucking office building? That's like right. that's sweet. I'm like that's what these characters are supposed to be. Just put them together on their own show and do shit like this. Yeah. Have any of us actually finished Jessica Jones season three? I, I didn't even I start. I think I got any of the seasons. <laughs> my 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 wife's uh, was a huge Alias. That the only comic book I ever got her to read was the Alias series, and then she got into the Jessica Jones main series when it was when it existed for a bit. So we watched all. I we watched all of that. Anything good? It was fine. <laughs> the first season one was good, but how season much of was it was? It, it, the rest was fine. If you like season one, the rest of it was was the same shit. I thought uh, it was worse. I, I like season one, but I think I like season one because of Kilgrave. He was the shit. Well, yeah. Kilgrave was an amazing character, and I love the actress that plays Jessica Jones too. I yeah yeah I love oh, absolutely. Her. From she her shtick wore really thin though. I loved her in Breaking Bad. I loved her in Don't Trust the Bee. Yeah. I loved all of that. I just don't care for the Jessica Jones character. But as I'm yeah. as I'm learning watching Daredevil, just how toxic Matt Murdock is. <laughs> he's he's a piece of shit. I never oh, really yeah. I I'm I'm getting a perspective on Matt Murdock and a, a number of characters in, <laughs> in Daredevil. I'm like, yeah, okay. They're they're superheroes, but man, they are dicks. But so is Bruce Wayne. Dude, the relationship with him and Karen was like heartbreaking. When do they finally get together? And then yeah. it's, he's got a oh, he's got a cheats on her with uh, Electra, and he's a piece of shit because of Electra. And mm-hmm. like, why is Foggy still his friend? He's been a piece of shit to Foggy. Yeah, uh, but I love Daredevil. God damn, it. it's awesome. Yeah, season three is like, and Joe said it before. I oh. still think season three is maybe the best thing Marvel's ever done. The slow, uh, we're about halfway through it. The slow burn on Bullseye is oh, he's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's so awesome. I anyway. hope they bring him back too. Yeah, but okay, well, so that's where we were. We were talking about this this multiverse opening up. We're not exactly sure what opened it up. I was trying to think, okay, what did they do to Wanda? I mean, you know, she was pissed when that drone showed up and they go off screen because of the uh, the missile, which I think killed the dog. Yeah, that's a good, uh, that makes sense. I think this may have something, because this is supposed to lead into the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie. Okay. So maybe Doctor Strange has something to do with this, or maybe he started it, or maybe he comes to investigate it. Oh, so yeah, Elizabeth Olsen has said that there's a 
a cameo or a character reveal in WandaVision that's equal of Luke showing up in at the end of Mando. It could have been already the Quicksilver thing, though. Uh, I mean, that might have been what they were hinting at, but either way, like... Uh, uh, no offense, Joe, but Luke showing up in Mando is fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to... Yeah, that's as big <laughs> as it gets. No, it's pretty fucking massive. I mean, but this is this that's is like Superman showing the up. X-Men series showing up in the X the MCU. Yeah, like the it's biggest, early though. Biggest gaping hole in the cinematic universe. No matter how good it's been, they already solved the Spider-Man conundrum to a little bit to to an extent. That was a huge gaping hole for a while, but now it's all about the mutants. You know what I mean? Everyone wants x-men we wanted it from day fucking one when you think of the top marvel heroes i guess you got to keep iron man in the conversation now but it was spider-man it was hulk and it was wolverine for a very long time and now we're getting to the point where that might be a reality in the mcu and that's what we want to see so the implication so far with quicksilver is a big deal but i i agree but I, Come on, Rick. We we all saw Luke showing up in the Mandalorian. It was the only it reasonable was, and logical. Yeah, it was, but but, but you didn't know they were going to do it. Sixty-five years old. Face. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I what, agree. What, 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 I told you guys even ahead of time. I was like the entire time. The X-wing shows up. I'm like, no way, it's going to be Luke. No. They show Luke's hand. I'm like, no way, it's Luke. They show Every, his, yep. it's I not Luke. It. They Literally, won't do it. Yeah, X-wing. Okay, they're gonna fuck us. And then, dude in a cloak. Okay, they're gonna fuck us. Gloved hand with saber. Holy shit! Yeah. And then, <laughs> you yeah. know, the gloved hand with saber. I thought it was the dude from Kids Kim's Convenience the entire time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. like, yeah, he's, but it's, it's Mr. Kim in a cloak, and it's coming after you. But to I, put, I, the, I but to put like that in perspective, be, yeah, it's like that's wrestler in me. It's like you can't work me. No, there's no way. I know you're full of shit. Yeah, I've been and hurt before. Like, yes. When he took the hood down, I'm like, okay, it's Luke. It's sweet. It's fucking sweet. <laughs> and then R2 seals believe it. I believe it was Luke until the very well, end. And they, but they played it that way too. It played out knowing that like you're not going to believe it's him. Like, nope, you're still uh, going to think it, it was so good. It was so yeah. good. There's good. They're waiting. There's going to be more. This is just the beginning. Like, there's no way that the episode five is the biggest thing they're going to. Oh, right. But to put it in perspective, that's Wolverine showing up at the end of this show to compare it to Luke and Mando in my in my mind. I don't I I don't even think Doctor Strange compares. It's opened the door, especially because if that Quicksilver is Days of Future Past Quicksilver, which we've established that uh, we don't think they tease something like that without going all the way because we don't want any of that bullshit and Marvel wants to make us happy. That Quicksilver is Magneto's fucking kid. Yeah, I didn't even so, think about that. Yeah, well, now, now that I think about it, Professor X, Patrick Stewart, Professor X, wheeling out a, some crack in the sky would be as huge as Wolverine showing up at the yes. end of this as well. And said Madripoor is going to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're going to Madripoor, oh. which is a major city in X-Men, so they confirmed that already. So there's, I feel like there's going to be little things like that that they're just going to slowly tease you with until. So this is how they retcon X Men back into all of this. I had to rewatch the, uh, the you know how they go the the credits and then the actual credits where the credits were sort of, you yeah, know, uh, the industrial music and sort of on a on a slant. A bunch of the things are are sort of appearing digitally. I understand, and I because I, I rewatched it, it looked like the Scarlet with the the classic Scarlet Witch helmet but this classic scarlet witch helmet looks so much like the magneto helmet that i didn't I had think to, about that 
I had to re fucking wind it and look at it again because it was like, wait, hold on. Shit, I mean, it could be Magneto showing up at the end, too. Yeah, yeah and I'm in. And I don't care which Magneto they put in there. Both of them have been great in their own ways, to be honest with you. Yeah, I just didn't I, care for what's his name as Professor X. No, I totally agree. Yeah. McAvoy? I like, yeah. I like, I like McAvoy a lot. It's too sexy? Yeah, he is. He can't be sexy and be Professor X at the same time. No. He was never bald. Yeah. Bald men <laughs> need to be Professor X. This is our one, this is our one superhero. Yes. <laughs> Professor X has pulled in some pretty quality trim, though, in his day. A hot redhead thing going on. She's looking good. She's a nurse. Nursed him to health when he couldn't use his legs anymore. And then Lalandra, she had she was this hot alien bird chick. Bro, he's fucking aliens. Had, had some game. He's, yeah, he's banging bird aliens. Yeah, she's like yeah, a queen. That was his whole thing. He was all about bird aliens. Bird Why? alien queen. The she are they're like very avian in nature. Who dated Warbird? Yeah, but was that Bishop? Warbird is um Miss Marvel. No, no, no. But the death, death, death bird. bird. Yeah, was that Bishop? That was. Yeah. Yes. Good for him. I mean, if you if you know anything about birds and their anatomy, um, I wouldn't bang a bird. Alien bird. No, well, I mean they're mostly more woman than bird. They got they're, their. They're mostly human in nature, so I mean, right. there's only a little bit of birdness to them. Okay, I'm like, slightly avian. I'm just I'm talking. Yeah, below the belt. Like um, they got a little bit of feather things on their arms, but I think that's about. Well, he doesn't have a lot going on below the belt either, bro. That's true. Oh. Yeah, but I, I think when he, he, I don't know. Probably edit that. It's only oh, his legs damn. that don't work for some reason. I think his gimmick stick is still fine. Oh, so it's from the hips out. Based on what? What are you basing that on? He's banging bird aliens. Chicks seem to dig him. I, I mean, well, yeah. he might be able to use the psychic powers to will a giant boner. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, probably could. That's so, probably what's like going his, on. His powers wouldn't work that way. I don't know if uh, Rich or Joe has an opinion on this, but Rick May. Do you remember Buck Rogers? Oh, yeah. uh, the female version of Hawk? Yeah, they killed her. Yeah, I was all into her, though. Yeah, they killed her in like her first or second yeah. episode, wasn't it? They did. They killed her really fucking early. But he that was killed my her because first... his, his stupid ass ship, instead of having like landing wheels yeah. and shit, had actual like claws. And he yeah. clawed into the fucking ship and put, put his foot right through her yeah i, 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 fucking I love yeah i loved her and that's that's why i can completely uh <laughs> tell you that episode because i was so heartbroken as a 11 year old boy that's a really whack way to go yeah dude that old buck rogers show man that was, that was fucking weird it was weird but there was a lot of hot women on that show oh they were yeah and it, it was like the you know late 70s early 80s it might have been like 81 or something 80 i don't remember anyway the outfits were were good it was good yeah show. am i gonna get any results if i type in buck rogers bird bitch in google probably they shave their feathers anywhere yep yeah. <laughs> so this is why we need the negative zone because i feel like there's so much bullshit yeah. in the world that we live in like us not like the actual world like the world we live in yes that yeah. It needs to be contained in the negative zone because yeah. well, otherwise it just we just we could go for hours. I feel like for us to function in what is the real world, whenever it opens back up, we will need the negative zone to yeah. just do a, you know, a, a quick dump of this is bullshit and then, yeah, and and then move on. Like, that shit you, insanity. It's like they, they know what they're signing up for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This show can't turn into white guys whining about cartoons. No. 
<laughs> I refuse that is- to reinforce the stereotype. <laughs> So we got to get positive here. White guys whining about cartoons. That is our, that's our new tagline. Yep. Okay. Yep. So back to WandaVision. I, I got some questions. So the kids, and then Joe, you mentioned this in a comic that they didn't exactly exist. In this show, like Rambo tried to make it sound like the, the kids are hers. The kids are real. But are they? She, well, it's the, she can materialize stuff. So she, it seems like she might have like made them from nothing. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know for 100%. You know, I never read the series by itself. And I just know that one of them grows up to be Wiccan, who's a young Avenger, whatever. And then another one grows up to be another young Avenger that appears later on after the initial run who has similar powers to Quicksilver. But, like, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm... I don't, I don't know much about that. I just know that they weren't actually real and that they they basically disappeared whenever the Scarlet Witch wasn't paying attention to them, kind of. So, like, they were, they were almost figments of her imagination, from my understanding. So, looking it up, I didn't even think about that, because they did confirm they're going to do Young Avengers. That's going to happen. Wiccan's name is William. So, there's a Billy and a Tommy. Yeah. yeah. So, Billy is Wiccan. Yep. Yeah, Billy Kaplan Altman, which I don't know why he's got a different name, but that's a rabbit hole we can go down another time. I, I did read the their Vision miniseries that came out a few years ago, and it was Vision, and he has an android wife. And it's very, some of the stuff is similar to this, and they had twins in that too. But the thing with that is, is and they teased it in the intro to episode two, where they show Grim Reaper briefly in the opening credits, who's Wonder Man's yep. brother. He was the villain that, the vision kills in the beginning of the vision miniseries that part of this is based off of. So I don't know if that's just a slight nod to it or if the, he's going to get involved in any way, but could be, I don't know. It's a big, it's a big wink, but I mean, they haven't introduced wonder man at all or anything like that. So it, we may be know, pushing it there. Yeah. But they tried to apparently like in a, d- a deleted scene of guardians of the galaxy two. They showed Simon Williams starring in some. There was a movie poster of him, and it was cut from the whole movie. So yeah, they had a fake trailer or something with Simon Williams in like some sci-fi movie, and it was Nathan Fillion. Yeah, and it never, never happened. Which I I hope they did it because they planned something bigger down the line with somebody else, but maybe nothing. On Moon Knight's gonna be fucking cool though. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of those. Uh, I'm I'm excited for Moon Knight. I'm excited for She Hulk. I'm excited for Secret Invasion. A lot of shit. I forgot stuff. about that. I'm excited for Armor Wars. Like there's a lot of and dude, Winter Soldier is and uh, Falcon is gonna be really good. I thought that was gonna be the one to watch, and then Wandavision just blew me away. Yeah, like this, and we're only we've got what three episodes left. Is there only eight? Shit. I think I it's look. only eight, yeah. But I think we're in the, the longer stretch where the episodes are like 40, yeah, 40 they, to 45. Yeah, this one was definitely longer. So, I, I mean, I threw some theories that a friend dropped on me. And, and, and it was before this episode. So some of these things are evolving, basically. Doctor Strange being involved, potentially. This multiverse opening up for the Spider-Man, Spider-Man? Spider-Man's? Spider-Man's movies? And then um, just, yeah, Wanda bringing back Quicksilver. But the one thing about S.W.O.R.D. just kind of mentioning that, they're, that the astronaut program is going through some some issues, could that lead to Fantastic Four? Absolutely. See, I totally I missed that. That's cool. On the table now after this episode. I think that's definitely what they might be hinting at. And I, I need you guys to explain this one to me. But when Rambo gets chucked and she's still glowing, 
birth of Photon? I don't really know her how she got her powers in the comic. Okay. So maybe they could do whatever they want. This I'm thinking because she brought up putting her back in there and putting her in casing with. So she mentioned something about photons in some sort of casing they could put her in to put right. her back in there. I'm thinking that might be where it But also happens. when she was on the uh when she was on the the table getting oh, yeah. checked out, her cat scan or whatever came like completely blank. Like is it Yeah, that's right. So she's got some energy in her at this point because and then her blood work was fucked up too and she's like I don't need any shit and they walked away. So I think that's setting something up there. Yeah, that's probably happened when she got shoved out. So yeah, we've got three more episodes. What are we expecting here? I mean, really, we're expecting X. All all the X Men are showing up. Well, I mean, that's what everyone's excited about and expecting. But I think we just gotta hold our horses and see which direction they go with everything. So I don't know. Things are are wild, and eventually, it's gonna lead uh, this multiverse with Doctor Strange. And I'm thinking, because it's called like, what is the actual title of the movie? It's like Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Something like that. I mean, I I don't know. The main villain might be Nightmare, who's basically the god of this nightmare dream realm. One of Doctor Strange's coolest villains. Hopefully they can do him justice and give us a, a bad guy that's actually like chalk white with like red eyes and just very terrifying looking like you'd imagine a guy who's the avatar for a nightmare would be. We'll see, man. Maybe he's behind this whole thing. I've heard people saying Mephisto is behind it. I I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited, though. It's just, They can go any direction they want now. But they, yeah, that was my other theory. Whoever the villain is of Multiverse of Madness might be behind it, you know? Putting my money on Mephisto. But I'm just going to give Marvel the benefit of the doubt at this point. Yeah, whatever. It's going to be cool. They are apparently going to debut Kang in the Loki show. So, and, and Kang, for whatever reason, is going to be the the big boss in um, Ant-Man 3. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But Kang is in a heavy hitter Avengers bad guy, pretty much. I, I don't know. I might say he's the pretty much it's it's Ultron or Kang is the top Avengers villain in in my view. I, I'd go with Kang. Let's, so let's just talk about that for a second, Joe. So Joe and Rich, if I could take you back 20 years and I'm going to look up you both in the eye and say Marvel's going to do a bunch of movies and Ant-Man's going to get a third movie and we're all going to be anxiously awaiting. Right. <laughs> Nothing surprises me anymore. Like I bought X-Force number one off the stands and I, and you know, the gimmick of that was it was polybagged and you could pick between like five cards. There was cable, there was Gideon and Sunspot for some reason, which my brother loved for whatever, because he just loves that character. He's cool Um, looking in the cards though. Yeah, there was there was a Shatterstar card. There was Cable. If I didn't say that already, there was X Force the team, and then the last card was Deadpool. And I picked that because he kind of looked like Spider Man as a ninja. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna check this out. And uh, now that character is a household name, which is just freaking mind blowing to me. And, and a household name to an extent where it's almost like stomach turning because now he's not what he used to be, which made him cool. I love Deadpool growing up. And now I'm like, man, you don't you don't fucking know. Get out of here. Well, and that's the reason I got the original 90s figure, like a Marvel figure of. Yeah, because he he had the retractable knife, but he looked like a ninja Spider-Man. I remember when I specifically remember, I don't know why, but there's nothing that ties my memory 
together like when I find toys at a toy store. I can remember almost any action figure I got from any toy line, uh, Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Power Rangers, whatever. I can remember exactly when I found it, how it felt to get it, and whatever. And the first time I saw X-Men Series 2 figures was at a Toys R Us, and, it, and they only had the Wolverine third edition as they'd labeled it in like the morph outfit pretty much. Yeah. And no cowl. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was the blue yeah. and gold outfit. Yeah. And when I flipped the card over, I could see all the other badass figures that were in the wave and it blew my mind. I couldn't wait to tell my brother when he got home from school. I was like, oh my God, they're making X-Force toys. They're making all these other X-Men. Oh man, dude, you got to see this. I, I grabbed like all my Jim Lee trading cards and made a stack of them. I'm like, these are the guys that are coming out. You got to see it. We got to get all these toys. And then when I finally got that Deadpool in my hands, I was just elated i was like this is the coolest figure because i had this x-force card he's definitely one of my favorites and now he's you know now he's just overplayed and he's like a giant caricature it's like oh i'm i'm the funny guy chimichangas get the fuck out of here well i remember the first time i saw deadpool was a wolverine cover where he's got wolverine double skewered on his swords over his head and i'm like jesus christ I was devastated by that because I was like, I was like, man, he just needs to get his adamantium back. This is bullshit. He's getting his ass beat all the time. It's killing me. (laughs) Going back to that toy line, Joe, I mean, I got the Deadpool and then I got that Wolverine that you talked about. But then I also got uh, Shatterstar. I had that Shatterstar was going to be the guy because he was like he was on the front and center of the forest number one. And I thought he was they were going to just run with him and. Yeah, he was in Deadpool 2, but... And that was sweet. Mojoverse, like, I was so yeah, good. And they immediately yeah. killed him. <laughs> There's something about that era, though. When I see an old Jim Lee X-Men cover, or one of those original, those figures... There's just that tie. I don't know why that makes me more nostalgic than anything else. Oh yeah. So even, even like the Rob Liefeld shit, everyone wants to yeah. shit on him, but it's like, for some reason, seeing that on an old printed page is still awesome. That was my favorite X-Force figure to get was, uh, it wasn't necessarily Deadpool. It was actually Kane because I had X-Force number two, which was uh Deadpool's second appearance. And somehow he just got his ass fucking beat by this jobber named Kane. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? But like the toy was so cool because his hand could extend and it was like connected by a rope. And I was like, man, I can't wait to get this figure. So that, that I remember I got Kane and then I got Strife and my brother got uh, Cable and he bought Strife as well. So like we all had we had separate guys, but I was like. I was pumped because I had Kane. Obviously, my brother made the right choice because Cable went on to do stuff. And Cable was (laughs) The Cable with the Gatling gun cannon thing that he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big-ass shoulder pads, everything. Yeah. (laughs) Just before we were going to come on, Jay, you mentioned you needed to be inspired by uh, some comics. Yeah, I uh, not, comics haven't been hitting me the same way lately. Granted, it could be just the fact the comics that I'm reading, which are typically Batman, Green Lantern for DC, and then Deadpool, which has been going nowhere for years and years, and Guardian for Marvel. So what do you got, Joe? Man, you're just breaking my heart. I mean, I feel you, though, because there's not a lot that's going on that's very like thought-provoking and where when it comes out on a Wednesday, you're like, man, I can't wait to get my hands on this and just fucking read it when I get into my car. Wow, I can't wait to read this. Like, there's not too much of that. Me, personally, I like a lot of the X-Men stuff. Some of it's a little heavy read because of the way they format the issues. Like, 
I don't know. It's really weird because they do Dawn of X and everything. They've done, you know, the format where it's a regular comic and then halfway through they'll break it up with this text page or maybe a graphic. And sometimes that's cool. But like now that we're almost two years into the whole shtick it's it's getting repetitive and annoying and especially because i might have been working all day or whatever i'm tired so i want to read a comic book and then they give me this page of text which is boring and annoying and doesn't add much to the story i like a lot of the x-men stuff that's going on but like we're talking about really good books like daredevil's fantastic right now he's locked up in prison for murder it's really really good he actually committed the murder on accident so it's really cool that he's you know, put himself up and he's, it's like on issue 26 or something like that. It's, it's fantastic. I really love the King and Black story that's going on right now with Null, the God of the Symbiotes. At first I thought it was a little bit too much, but really they've done so much with Venom over the past two or three years. Like I thought he was so one dimensional for a very long time. I was like, he had that big, that big run when he first started and that was good. But then when they tried to make him an anti-hero, then it started to get boring and then he got stuck and lost in um, translation somewhere along the way. It just didn't work anymore. Now they've added so much lore to like the symbiotes and, where everything comes from. It's so good. It's so cool. It's like a very big summer action movie and Venom is the center of it. And you're like, wow, Venom's actually kind of important as opposed to that guy that was just trying to always eat Spider-Man's brain. Like, so the <laughs> Venom series is fantastic. And Jay, I'm sorry if you want to try and catch up. You you might have to wait for the trades because the single issues are going to be really, really pricey now. Like they're, they're very, very hot. And by the same writer, Donnie Cates, he's doing Thor, which uh, is also very phenomenal. I, I just love the guy's writing style. He uh, he's the guy who created cosmic ghost rider. You're who I'm sure you're aware of. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I have all the Cosmic Ghost Rider stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, man, I love that. it's more of the same, dude. And, I mean, it's good, but he, he seems to have this really weird fetish where he just wants to kill Galactus in the easiest way possible. So, you know, in his initial Thor run, that's the big thing. There's a, a big fight with Galactus, and we're however many issues in. I'm not spoiling too much, but uh, <laughs> stuff happens with Galactus. You might want to check it out. It's really good. I don't really agree with it because I don't think Thor's powers work that way ever. <laughs> if anything, wrestling has taught me that you can tell the story any possible way you want to justify <laughs> the uh, ends to the means. So whatever. <laughs> so, Joe, I, I think that DC has been lately uh, leaning too heavily on uh, the metal stuff. I thought that started hot and then went nowhere. But and now it's somehow two years later crept back into like the whole thing. It's like a metal redux. Is that worth catching up on? I'm going to tell you right now. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I'll, I'll say like DC has been like, it's very disappointing. Like some of the books are pretty good, but like now they're doing this future state thing for two months. And I think it's just because like they're trying, they're trying to rally because they're lost after all the stuff that's happened during the pandemic, they've lost some money. They had to fire a lot of people. There's been a lot of restructuring in the actual company. So there's been, they've had to go back to like square one and how they're going to try and produce comics that people want to buy. And they're putting out these like almost anthology um, future state books, which after, after DC death metal, which was the final conclusion to all this metal bullshit, 
it opened the multiverse and said that everything that happened in DC, every story pre 50, pre new 52, pre crisis, post crisis, uh, infinite crisis, whatever, all of it matters. All of it counts. Everything is its own continuity, whatever. It's very hard to follow, but basically every DC story that's been told is some other alternate reality and it all matters and I don't know, man, it's just too much. These giant books they're releasing are like eight bucks a piece. They're not very enthralling. Like, I don't want to spend my money on them. And I, and I did at first to give them the benefit of the doubt. And aside from Dark Detective, which is like a futuristic take on Bruce Wayne as Batman, where they think that this um, police state that's taken over Gotham has executed Batman and Bruce Wayne and Batman's on the run. Like, that's kind of cool. Aside from the rest of it man it's 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 really rough it it, it, like the future state thing reads a lot like marvel's catalog from 2016 where they were trying really hard to and and i'm not saying this in a bad way like uh marvel like some of the stories were really really good like jane foster as thor was fantastic because it was told very well organically and it felt somewhat natural but then they tried to shoehorn some stuff just for the sake of saying look how diverse we are and you know shove it down the reader's throat and it seems like that's what this whole future state initiative is a little bit about and uh that's not a problem but it's not something that fans were necessarily going crazy about so uh, like i'd much rather just continue reading my regular batman because when i buy batman i want to see uh, a really good story about the batman i've always known i don't need to see some other guy in the suit unless it's like batman beyond which was already established on a show i already liked so and I, and I, I would don't read Batman Beyond anyway. For Thor, just for a second, in that so it was a rough transition. Like e- even as late as uh, the the first Civil War, it, I wasn't sold on it. But they did such good storytelling that by the time where she met her unfortunate demise, I was heartbroken for her. Yeah. I didn't want it to end. I was like, no, she's she's my Thor now. It was so cool because it was like, you know, she's like the characters like battling fucking cancer, which is oh. very, very real. And, you know, in order for her therapy to work, she has to stay as a normal person. But every time she turns into Thor, it reverses the process. So she's dying every time she does it. Like, that was some heavy shit. That was really cool. But all I want from Marvel and from DC is just give me some good stories. That's and, it. And I know there's been a bit of backlash, specifically Disney uh, getting hit on a lot of fan service for The Mandalorian, and they're gonna, they're getting a hit a little bit from what I've seen after watching uh, Episode 5 WandaVision, where I finally looked at the internet. They're getting a little bit hit with fan service, saying, oh, well, there's just, just fan service. Well, you know what? I'm a fan. We're the people fucking watching it. And like, honestly, I just wish I had everybody's addresses to slap them right in the fucking mouth for saying that. Because like, why wouldn't you want to be pleased with what you're watching? Like, yeah. they, you know what? They tried to give us something that wasn't fan service with The Last Jedi. And we saw how that fucking turned out. Everyone was pissed. It sucked. It wasn't good. No one was happy. And then because of that, everybody rallied against Solo, which was actually good, and then it underperformed. What the hell? TBS or one of the, yeah, it was TBS, I believe it was, or TNT, ran a bunch of the Star Wars movies, and Solo was one of them. And I got sucked into Solo again because I liked that film. It's good. They they could easily do a trilogy of that. Yeah. 
bringing you back to WandaVision, he was great in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they filmed his shit in like a day, two days. Everything Bettany did was literally like, okay, we're going to draw some stripes on your face. You're the big bad. <laughs> he was and the shit. He is great. And that's the thing that WandaVision needs to, if anybody takes anything from WandaVision is that Bettany's great. And actually Elizabeth Olsen has some acting chops, man. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. awesome. Especially that promo she cuts when she walks out of the dome. That was yeah. sweet. Well, and that was and her accent was back. A, yeah, a I little, a little. I love that, especially because yeah. it was so subtle, like you're yeah. saying. Yeah, like just a little bit. What made it good? But that was her defining Scarlet Wish moment, where she is sitting there. She is bad motherfucker, and in her hand, she has that ball of energy. Yep. And that's what's so cool about like the contrast too, because like. Everything seems so fake about the sitcom, like all the jokes, every line of dialogue she drops. There's the laugh track or whatever, the reaction. There's just such a hokiness to it. And I've known people like that in real life. <laughs> so it's like, and then all of a sudden it does cut to whatever, the, the 616 uh, MCU, as we'll call it, where she steps outside and she's like, y'all need to stop you know, fucking with what I've got going on and get out of here. And she was very serious. That was awesome. That was really cool. And it shows you that she's putting on a show in there. Something I meant to ask you guys, it wasn't the end of this episode, but it was essentially the end of the sitcom episode when Vision starts questioning everything and says, you know, hey, I I uh, talked to the whatever his coworker, you know, he, he was able to remove whatever Wanda has over him, blah, 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 blah. And he starts questioning these things. All of a sudden, these credits start rolling on the sitcom while they're having their the start of this argument. And I'm trying to, I've, I watched it twice. And I'm trying to read these credits. And I mean, nothing is sticking out to me like, oh, that's a name. That's a something. That's a something. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, I tried to look as, I have okay. no idea. It just seemed like that's, okay, yeah. there, there's got to be some Easter eggs in there, but... Uh, nothing jumping out at me. Another real quick thing: the ep- uh, was it episode four when she's so focused on basically punching, Ram- you know, getting Rambo out of there and fixing the wall, and then uh, you know the baby stopped crying. They're not in her mind at that point, and then Vision's there, and he's not in her mind because all she's thinking about is basically just getting Rambo out, clearing up that hole, and then coming back to this rea- this world that she had created. And she turns to Vision, and it's dead Vision. That was uh, that was dark. A, yeah, that that was a little punch in the gut. That was cool. Definitely a highlight so far. Seeing Vision with his head uh, half ripped off that was really brought it back to where we are. And I wonder, still at this at this point, is Vision like that, and she's just creating him like he is, or is somebody creating him like he is? I guess everything's on the table still at this point. Well, his corpse was literally on the table in pieces. So when yeah. when they, yeah. they show her, did, did she just scoop him up and glue him back together into that form? Or, you know, she obviously took his corpse. Yeah, there was no stopping her at that point. So just that's fine. <laughs> I, and I can't wait for the Marvel series. What if? Yeah, that'll oh, be yeah. awesome. I but just, see, it's all it's all based on the MCU shit though. That's what's yeah, annoying. I wish we had the stuff from the comics. It's catered to like the mainstream fan. It's not catered to people who've you know bought comics for decades and stuff like that. I want to see what if Wolverine was Lord of the fucking Vampires as an animated series. That that's my favorite what if comic. <laughs> that was sweet. 
Like, it's so badass. All of a sudden, like, Wolverine's Lord of the Vampires turns all the other heroes into vampires. The Punisher is the guy who can stop him, but he gets Doctor Strange's, like, cloak, and then he fucking put, he gets holy water in his bullets, wipes out fucking everybody. It's so sweet. Bro, I think <laughs> I wrote that when I was, like, 10. <laughs> oh, it's completely insane, but it's, like, it's, like, my favorite book. <laughs> what's, that, what's that one called? <laughs> I think it's what if 24, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires? Which we've all asked that question. (laughs) The cover is sexy as fuck because Wolverine's just biting the shit out of Jean Grey. Punisher is ready to fucking bust the cap and everybody. It's sweet. What if Wolverine, I'm I'm seeing this now. Okay. (laughs) I'm fucking all in that was like it's so like batshit insane it's, it's great and that's the beauty of comics in the 90s like you didn't need to buy six issues to get the whole fucking story they told something awesome in 32 pages it was great it used to be a big story was two issues the coming of galactus was two issues that might be the biggest comic story marvel ever did i don't give a shit i'm comparing that to everything they've done since Two comic books, maybe maybe it was three. I might be wrong. Either way, three issues is very small compared to the six to fucking twelve they try to do now. Like that's nonsense. Real quick, I am excited for Godzilla versus Kong. Trailer looked dope. It looks sweet, yeah. and it looks like we got Mecha Godzilla. Little I think, teases of it. I think it's going to start off that it's uh, Godzilla's wrecking some shit, and then Kong's going to rip off its skin, and it's going to be Mecha Godzilla, <laughs> and then they're going to gang up against Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, it's a total team up. What that's, a cop out. I know, that, but that's how it was in the original movies. Was that Godzilla was wrecking shit, and it's like, why is Godzilla back? I thought we were chill with him, <laughs> and and then Godzilla, I thought he was super chill. I thought he was super chill, and then <laughs> uh, Godzilla came back and was like, "What the fuck are you doing in my town?" Radiation blasted him, and his his outer coating melted off and he was Mechagodzilla. And then they, they had to do battle. I, I remember they oh, built Mechagodzilla. Aliens. Was it aliens? Aliens? <laughs> I thought it was Japanese. Wasn't there like some evil <laughs> Japanese I thought, guy? I thought they had the technology to do that. What? <laughs> I thought it was aliens. Yeah. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We good? I think we're good. All I right. think we're good. Take it home. Let me tell you. Watermelon anywhere else? Like I can't find. Not of bubbly. Lacroix makes a watermelon. Dude, it's impossible to find the watermelon bubbly. It might have been a summer promotion, but it was like finding a rare Pokemon. You could not find that anywhere. Yeah, I I never see that one. I found it like it was in this beautiful green can. Just look, it made your mouth water, and then like the tab was pink, and you're like, oh my god. What I do? I picked up. Listen to this. I picked up a bag of key limes, key limes today. A squirrel's a bitch in that. Oh, and I added some salt. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, salt. I said it. <laughs> it was delicious. You, you just had salty lime juice? I've been on a to- Topo Chico kick. 
a lot of it's their cool branding is the thing. That's a classic. Wasn't that I like, that little I, Mexican guy, Topo Gijo? No, is that from Star Wars? That was. That was <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, know. Topo Gijo's Italian. Oh, I think he makes. Doesn't he make pizza or something? He's got like a little little shirt on. Listen, we're gonna have to scrap the topic for today because I'm all in on this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've. Uh, I'm sorry, I took you guys down this um, <laughs> path. I apologize. Lip, little mole is what Topo Chico means. <laughs> Topo Gijo. Yeah, we uh, welcome to uh, sparkling water to talk. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's there's it's more than that. There's a history. There's layers. Uh, oh, there he is. Topo Gijo on Ed Sullivan. That's it. He's a creepy looking fucker. Ed Sullivan. Bro, now I'm in the rabbit hole. All these weird foreign puppets. You're in the little rat hole is what you're in. Dude, look at this guy, Fafoa. This one's not rude, man. Jason Fafoa? Is that a whim? Holy shit. I'm, no, I'm dead serious. I just no way. Today, yeah. How, what? Yeah. How do you teach, how do you teach yeah. yourself to speed read? Yeah. I'm going to find out. I'm on video one. Just yeah. process the words as quick as humanly possible. Just dart your eyes across them. I promise it'll work. Yeah, and if somebody asks you what the book was about, just say, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? There's another Deadpool and original X-Men, all this stuff. And then, yeah, down here we've got Alpha Flight. They're Canadian. They're from Canada. So they're fighting the Wendigo guy. How about Wendigo? He's a big monster. And, I mean, uh, he becomes a Wendigo when he eats other people. So that's what happens. <laughs> Those are the brood. If they infect people, they then he turns them into the brood. It's crazy.